living in a cell Doing time at the county jail And you might think his life is hell But he told me It's the first room he ever had to himself for the best in social and political straight talk. And now, here's your host, Miss Tanya Free. Today is Wednesday, October the 17th. Welcome to the Tanya Free and Friends Talk Show. I am Tanya Free, joined by my wonderful friends, former Richmond Councilman Marty Jew. How are you, friend? Good afternoon, my dear. You doing good? Doing fair for a square. <laughs> what a good to hear. <laughs> also with us is Sherrod Brown. How are you? Hi there. You good? Every, everything is good. Okay, good, good, good. And also with us, Tim <coughs> Baskerville. How are you, friend? I'm doing all right, and given this time, I'm going to have to rhyme to oh. <laughs> pick up all the money jewels. <laughs> but I'm doing all right. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> and on this side of the fence is Marcus Evans. How are you? I'm doing fine. Not a rapper, though, so I can't there you go. These I'm, with, I'm with you on that. But I'm, I'm not doing a good. Yeah, I'm not a rapper either. And working behind the scenes is Noah Johnson, Sterling Goodnight, and Mr. Free. We want to welcome all of our listening friends from coast to coast and hope that you would join the conversation. Let us know what you think. Phone lines are open 804-321-1010. Our toll-free number 844-321-1010. Or you can text us at time your free 63975 to weigh in. If you want to listen to us on your mobile phone, you can dial 712-832-2784. Thanks to our friends at AMFM 247 Network. Um, we are less than three weeks away from the midterms, and I want to encourage everybody, I mean everybody, to please, please, please go out and vote. This midterm is crucial, crucial. to our democracy. Crucial. I mean truly crucial. I call it the mother of all elections. It, it yeah. is. It, you know, and like it I said, good. again, it's not just uh, the issue of just getting out to vote. It's get your friends out, get your mother out, get right. your mother's friend out, you know, so on and so forth, and get that together. Because some of these, like I said, we see a, a heated contest down in Georgia, all right, where the state of elections actually is running for that congressional seat against mm -hmm. Adams, I believe, in that Stacey district. Adams. Stacey Adams. And the Republicans have tried so hard with exact match, with gerrymandering, so on to make your vote not well, count. That means you need to get but out. Even, I mean, exactly. they, they've already, I mean, even, exactly. well, voter suppression, 
-hmm. has started very, very strong. In Georgia, mm -hmm. there were some seniors going to out for early voting, mm -hmm. and you had the Black Voters um, Matter uh, as a van or a bus or something, mm -hmm. they were picking up seniors. They they have actually organized to pick up people because a lot months, right because yeah. a lot of times what happens people register to vote but don't actually get there you know because of transportation or whatever right. the so reason you have a may van be right so they 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 I, I commend them for having transportation providing transportation and those forty seniors were asked to get off the bus yeah. which is crazy actually crazy something about the bus being a tour bus and they don't allow the tour bus in the county no, something crazy well Tanya, let them know the facts let them know the facts claim to be partisan that but they weren't but they weren't let let them know the facts even if there is a disagreement with the gerrymandering and how the districts are drawn which i you know think is a systemic issue still get out and vote because if you you vote um, and there's a question about whether or not you're eligible, whether or not da, 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 you still get a provisional ballot, and that stuff still gets sorted out. That's important. And, and, and people right. need to know that your vote just does not doesn't right. not yeah. count. Don't let right. But you can vote. You. But if there's a question about you know where you live or whether or not you have an exact uh, match to your ID, they're trying to do this hyphenated thing that mm -hmm. doesn't count because it's not well, an exact match. My point is still vote because if there's still question, you get a provisional ballot. So if you are not, if there's a question about you voting, where do you get this provisional ballot? You get it right at the, the same, at the, at the same poll, poll that you're okay. at. You may not get um, the ballot, a ballot. You get what's called, basically it's like a, uh, a set aside. Let's right. go ahead and count your vote well, now, but then let's examine it later. But these scenes hadn't even gotten to the poll. They were on their way to the polls, and they were asked to get off the bus, from what I read. That was management. Stepping in and saying because they called the county. From my understanding, they called the county on this uh, these seniors well, on the bus. There was somebody, whoever it was, claiming that the persons picking up these seniors were partisan, and therefore it's not allowed. Georgia has has every trick in the book yeah. to keep us from going to those polls. We're talking about well, 50, we're talking well, about fifty three thousand. They, 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 they were offended because, my understanding, the van had um, you know raise your fist and black. They were offended metal, because they were offended, of the right. jurisdictions they came from, which were a majority minority um, uh, counties uh, in places that they came from. So we're looking at fifty three thousand uh, votes that are uh, you know we're talking about a razor thin issue here. Fifty three thousand is a lot of votes, and when you're trying to get rid of fifty three thousand out of these counties that you are pretty sure are not going to vote. Um, GOP, that is basically trying well, to deselect. You're missing the point. Who the is point in charge of that the, in that state? The, that's what we're saying. The state that he's no, running. No, right. Oh, he's or, the, the, yeah. the, gentleman, the gentleman that's running for the Republican ticket. Secretary of State. He's the, the head of the elections because he's Secretary of State. Then. And, that, uh, and it should be a conflict of interest. Like, yes, that's what I'm saying. It should be, it should be handed is, over to a deputy. You would think he would resign from that position. Or handed over to a deputy. Well, yeah. And he has right. no idea about what's going on. They sort of uh, do that blind trust kind of deal. You hand That's it over to thinking. a deputy secretary of state and you have no knowledge of ex the exact issue if you are running for that position. And mm -hmm. they do that because but they don't well, want but people to see, vote. But you see the point in Georgia, uh, the exact match or whatever it's called is just one uh, suppression method. Right. But then what we saw with the folks on the bus that uh, certain people can't pick you up because of who they are. Right. And that, that at, at least eight other kinds of tricks like that throughout Georgia 
in black precincts. Right. And so this is massive. Right. Uh, and, 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 and we need to talk in your about, face. Right. And also, too, in North Dakota, you got Native Americans yeah, right. exactly. that are by the Supreme Court saying they cannot vote because they do not have a they street have address. Well, they're on reservations. What do you expect? It's, it's, yeah. yeah. Right. They don't have physical address. Are we talking thousands and, here? And you see, this is, this is why, you know, it's such an issue to really as much as you can, you do your part at the lower level, then let all the other levels work themselves out. But number one, if you don't come out, period, okay, then there's no issue about arguing about voter suppression. If yeah, you but the ones out. that do want to come out, that's, a, but, that's, but that's even a bigger the, but, issue. But you still do prohibiting it. Prohibiting you. You get the provisional, then you have the fight. But they're not even at the polls yet. Well, we'll, we'll see. Well, some of them. How was the situation resolved, or was it? I didn't hear. I didn't hear about the story. I don't know how it was resolved. Did they call the ACLU or? I'm sure with they the one in Georgia. Somebody, but uh, I don't. I, I, don't, I don't think, think either the story one of them went been that resolved. Mm. Well, well, I know the one in North Dakota. They are going to set up in North Dakota. You do not have to um, register to vote, and you can show up, and they whatever, they check your name or whatever. You can vote the same day. Don't have to register. Well, so, that, so what they're doing? They're trying to set up that. Um, I guess they're going to match the list um, mm -hmm. on the reservation what their address would be. I don't, some kind of way they're going to match it up so they can still vote. And put this that, out there. That's, that's, that's the Put this the plan. out there. I think voters should definitely have the ACLU's number on hotline. You can Google search that now before you even go out of the poll. The information is out there. Get that together. And I want to bring up one other issue that I saw which was disturbing, especially since we have now Kavanaugh and Gorsuch on the Supreme Court. Uh, the uh, Ohio about a year ago, because I thought this was uh, ridiculous, and I don't know how it was decided. Ohio uh, did that voter suppression. If you haven't voted in three consecutive election cycles, the state has the right and authority to go ahead and purge mm -hmm. uh, voter rolls from people who haven't voted Virginia in those cycles. Used to do it. And the problem is, the federal Supreme Court said states can do that. I don't know how. It was a close call. I don't. I personally, if I was sitting on the bench, no, that's a federal right to go ahead and do it. The right. states don't have that authority. The point is, the federal court went ahead and said states can do that. Mm -hmm. So that's another issue that the Republicans are doing is purging voter rolls from legitimate voters well, that may well, not have utilized their right. Something you talked about on Saturday. You said you can check to see if you are um, eligible to vote. You said you can go to a particular site. I, I did it for my mother. Yeah, you, you go to the Board of Elections. Online, but I called yesterday just to make sure since that was the last day and and uh, the guy in the registrar's office looked me up and said, yes, you're registered. Mm -hmm. and so anybody can do that. Yeah, call, I want to What's that number? Call 646-5950. Okay. 5950. That's here in Virginia. Right here in Richmond. Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I but you can go to the state mother. board of elections. Mm -hmm. Okay. E even if you don't know the particular locality, right. whether it's uh, Henrico or Richmond or whatever, you don't know the municipality. Go to the state board of elections. Yeah. Right. Because that will give you the contact numbers for all the municipalities, whether you live in Bristol, Virginia, mm -hmm. which is all the way out near what Tennessee, um, or whether you live. Go to the state board. They'll give you the number if you don't know the municipal right. board. But you know, to your point. Uh, Virginia, uh, not that long ago, had that same provision uh, that if you haven't voted in the last two elections cycles, they purge you. Now they they eliminated that, but they still got uh, suppression uh, measures in place. Uh, for instance, uh, you've got to give an excuse to do early voting. Mm -hmm. You got mm -hmm. you got to fit within certain categories. You're sick. Uh, you're lame, uh, you've got a funeral out of town, you know, uh, something right. like that. It, it's not an unfurted right 
the vote early. Right. And we need to change. I don't really, that. I don't really care for. A, I'm just Sunday skeptical. voting. Sunday I'm a little skeptical right. about, about, a, a about this early voting thing. When you vote early like that, are you sure that you know it's going to be, you know, counted for that somebody's not going to some kind of way, you know, of all the tricks that are going on right now? Well, I, th I don't think it's just an issue of early or on time, quote unquote, on time voting. I think the problem is, again, going back to the suppression issue, period. It's mm -hmm. not the timing of the vote. It's the systemic issues that I, I think more so from the GOP. You, you rarely, I have never seen Democrats or liberals introduce a bill or a suppression measure right. to prevent people from That's doing that. Right. This right. is That's usually coming nine times out of ten. I could be wrong if we go back over history. I don't think I am. I have never seen that coming from the liberal side of the fence. Right. That is a GOP. Why? Because they know... If they, they lost Roy Moore in Alabama, that district wasn't supposed to be close the way they gerrymandered that. It would have taken six Democratic votes for every one Republican vote. Wow. And do you see how close it mm -hmm. came? In fact, yeah. not, not only did it come close, it actually went against him. So the fact is, when I sit here and say gerrymandering, this is what people need to understand on just a, a bottom line level, okay, a, 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 you know, Joe Blow level. That's like fixing a racehorse bet. You see what I'm saying? So, right. So it, it doesn't take one vote for one vote. It takes six or seven. Well, that's the of point. The opposing that's right. why voting is so important well, this it time is, around. Very much so. Because we're going to redistrict in 2021. Mm -hmm. It's good we got a Democrat governor uh, that, that uh, and we hope to have a, uh, a Democratic House. Ain't guaranteed, but at least he's there to veto. Right. Any That's tricks perfect. that are played with this redistricting. And you know the tricks. Okay. What did Kirkland Cox do? He didn't want to agree to redistricting with the Democrats. So that's going to federal court now, regarding yeah. in Virginia. Yeah. Okay, see, I mean, that's how these GOPs yeah, are fighting. That's, it's that's a part of their yeah. DNA <laughs> to suppress the black vote. Yeah. That's let, me, just, let me go to the phones right quick. Hey, Scotty, how are you, friend? I'm doing okay. How are you and the friends today? We're hey, good, buddy. Good, 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 good. Um, yeah, I wanted to comment on some stuff I was reading about in Georgia. Um, you know, I live here in North Carolina, and we've been facing our own voter suppression issues here. Thankfully, you know, we have been successful uh, in the courts. But in Georgia, I was reading that a lot of people had been uh, doing the absentee ballots, which made me um, ask the question of, now, of course, it depends on the rules of, of the different states and, and what have you. And I don't understand why federal elections, these elections aren't uniform across the United States. Right, that's a good that point. That makes no sense to me. There shouldn't be different rules and regulations in different states within the United States to vote. That makes absolutely no sense. He but brought up a good point as, that I was bringing up earlier. As a strategy, as a strategy. You know, y'all were just talking about the van or, or the bus that was taking elderly people to vote. Again, depending upon the rules, I think it would be it would be a better strategy and less costly to get absentee ballots and take them to the people and take them right to their home, just like how you're canvassing, knocking on doors to get people to turn out. Hey, why not take absentee ballots, especially if you know they didn't close uh, polls in in certain areas. That's what you know. I just have a question on that. Do you all, do you all think that that's an alternative strategy? Since yeah, that's um, an alternative. You know, yes, that's an alternative. Yeah. I mean, well, anything yes, is no. anything is better than not having their vote their the voice heard. Period. The problem in Virginia is uh, you got to meet those categories. Mm -hmm. 
of why you are voting early or absentee. Uh, you know, an acceptable Make excuse. No, 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 you got to fit the categories that are prescribed. And and I don't, I doubt that anybody's checking up on them. But exactly. nonetheless, uh, they can throw your vote out if, in fact, you fraudulently put a reason for not being there. You can, well, you, Marty, can Marty, you can be absent yeah. if if you got to work the polls that and, day. And let me let me just interject with this is just an objective issue. I mean, mm. I think one of the points you raised earlier is, is why not? You know, why do states do this, that, the other? The federal constitution just allows you the right to vote. It doesn't say how, and it defers that to the states to go ahead and interpret how to interpret the federal right, right. to vote. Congress so that, defers. So that's just to the an objective states. issue. So, well, no, Con- Congress doesn't know the United States Constitution. No, it's that been is, attempted but, in the U.S. Well, Congress well, 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 to have a uniform voter uh, protocol. Right, and, but, but it's not because of Congress does it. It's because the Constitution. Now, whether or not Congress puts out legislation or the president puts out an executive order, that's still up in the air, too. All I am suggesting is that the, the uh, Constitution does not say how your right to vote federally and, is to be and enacted. That's why it just I'm says you do have a right that in the future, um, there needs to be federal legislation for right. uniform voting. I agree with you there. And, and, and the voting no, rights no is, is, is consistent across the board. For federal exactly. elections. For right. everybody, because, because it shouldn't be a question how it is in Georgia, how it is in Virginia. Well, this, well, this, well, hold on. This is the other point where you're putting this. No, because we still have a federalist republic. Yes. Okay, so the problem is, is where states want to do something states' ways, they can do it their ways. But I say if you are having a federal election that happens to be within state borders, then it should be a federal issue. In other words, if you're voting for the president or for federal congressmen or women, then it is by federal law. But if you're voting for the state congressmen or women, it is by state law. The, so that's what I'm saying. Uh, so the federal law cannot t- tell states how to go ahead and elect their candidates. But, but listen, but didn't I say for federal elections, I ain't say anything about, no, was you know, adre- county addressing, judges right. or anything well, no, like that. I was addressing that. what okay. Uh, was All right, was well, we're on the same page with okay. that. Well, the last issue I want to bring up again, without uniformity, and this is a violation, in my opinion, of the 14th Amendment Equal Protection Laws, but the age-old voter suppression is to disenfranchise people who have been convicted of crime. So it's known as felony disenfranchisement. Mm-hmm. That's not uniform across right. the United States. Okay. And, and it should be because they're all U.S. citizens. And if I can, like in North Carolina, if I come out of prison, complete my probation, I, I don't have to go through any other process. My right to vote is automatically restored. As opposed to Florida, where I got to fill out this paperwork, they got to go through this committee, go through that committee, all of this red tape, and then people still not having their rights restored. To me, being that we're talking about U.S. citizens, that's a violation of the 14th Amendment with it not being uniform. I'll go you you one better, Scotty. Uh, Can can y'all hold them? Got to take a break. Today's praise break is, I believe, by Marvin Sapp, sponsored by the Metropolitan Day School with Eagle Sword. Take a look.
tranquil, relaxing, highly professional. This is how people describe Waterfall Salon and Massage Med Spa, offering a variety of massages, including four-handed synchronized, sports, and soothing relaxation. Facials, microblading, teeth whitening, and fabulous eyelash extensions are done by their highly qualified staff. Book your services today on Facebook or call 804-644-4002. That's 644-4002. Waterfall Salon and Massage Med Spa. Dilapidated schools, outdated textbooks, underappreciated teachers, and frustrated parents. We deserve better, not the status quo, and not for our kids. As an immigration attorney, I see the need for more inclusion, more innovation, and more transparency for our Richmond public school system. That's why on Tuesday, November 6th, I need you to vote Bryce Robertson for your 7th District School Board representative to ignite change. My name is Bryce Robertson, and I paid for and approved this message. Put your business on the map for a lot less than you might think with Freedom Marketing. Text the word ADVERTISE to 63975 or give them a call at 844-321-1010. That's Freedom Marketing, 844-321-1010. the conversation. Phone lines are open right now at area code 804-321-1010 in Central Virginia and 844-321-1010 coast to coast. I'm already doing a break. Scotty, Scotty's still there? Okay. Scotty's gone. Um, Martin, during a break, you were making a very good point. Do you want to share that with our listeners? Uh, yeah. Um, the uh, You've got, you've got inmates in city jails or county jails who have not yet been convicted 
So they don't have a felony, so they're not proscribed from voting. Uh, so there's, there should be no reason why someone can't take an absentee ballot down there to the inmates right. and allow them to vote in jail. Uh, uh, so that's another piece that, that we need to do. Same-day voting. Some states have same-day registration. I'm sorry. Right. Um, the day of the election, that you actually can register at one table and turn around and vote at another. Uh, but you won't get that when you've got these right-wing uh, Republicans in control and we just have to defeat them at the polls. The only way you're going to get that change. But that's something we need to address um, you know, even after this midterm, because there's so many, like um, Scotty so was saying, there's so many rules <laughs> so in, mm -hmm. in various states. We don't really know. I mean, they, they keep you going as to what you can do in this state, what you can't do. Well, but again, so I, I want to stress consistent. the issue. It should be consistent as far as the Constitution. Federal, right, right. As far as the Constitution. And, and, and just, um, you know. Let, I mean, let's start there. If, it, if, it's, if, start it's, there. if it's a federal office, then I agree 100%. It should be regulated right. if you are voting in Georgia for somebody who's trying to get a federal seat that represents Georgia. Right. I understand that. But my thing is, let the states do what they want if they are voting for a state seat in that state. You see well, I think the way the Constitution uh, is set up, um, the states... Separation of powers state, is what that is. The states have domain over elections. Over state elections. Uh, no, over no, elections. Uh -uh. No, well, no. no. No, not, well, yes and no. In terms of whether or not you can vote, period, right. I disagree with that Ohio uh, uh, decision. I do not think states can tell the federal government whether or, or individuals whether or not they have the right to vote federally, even if it's within their borders. However, the, st the Constitution is silent on how they vote. And I think that's probably where the decision came down to, mm -hmm. which I still disagree with. Mm. So, but, I mean, mine is more of a straight-line issue. If it's a federal election that happens to be within state borders, then that is a federal election, okay? That, that the state has no business. And believe it or not, that argument came up under a black secretary of state in Ohio. What's his name? I forget his name. Ken, Ken Blackburn or something. Um, and, uh, but a Republican. Right. Right. Well, yeah, you know, well, there are some lost people, some lost brothers and sisters out there that you know, might be minorities that think that the GOP is not racist now and that they're okay. And they're not, they you know, know that their numbers are dwindling. <laughs> they are. And sure, by, by extension, so is their voting power unless they, they cheat. No, I don't know about their voting power, but uh, they are fine. They but, but you know what? This we time, this goes are to the point. struggling. This, no, this goes to the point, you know, and this is what angers me about the Democratic Party. You know, I'm, I'm self-identified, progressive, liberal. But what angers me is then when you have the people on the federal level that are leftists and progressives, so they're saying, don't bring stuff up like the impeachment or we're going to do it because you right. might fire I up agree the voters. With you. I'm like, people are already fired up. That's like when we had that argument back in you know school whether or not you should go ahead and teach uh, sex ed in school. No, you're gonna you're gonna make them well, want to do it. You know what? It. No, okay, people I'm are already there. Let me, They're let me already say, wanting to do they, stuff. They, you're not they, gonna they, make they, them want to do it. They are exercising using the approach. I guess what Michelle Obama said: when they go low, we go high. Well, that's Eric, done. Well, done. well, yeah. Well, well uh, former Attorney General Eric Holder has another approach. Take a listen. They have used the power that they have gotten for all the wrong things. They want to keep themselves in power. They want to cater to the special interests. It is time for us as Democrats to be as tough as they are, to be as dedicated as they are, to be as committed as they are. 
Michelle always says, Michelle Obama, I love her, you know, she and my wife like really tight, um, which always scares me and Barack. <laughs> but Michelle always says that, you know, when they go low, we go high. No. no. When they go low, we kick this new Democratic Party is about. We're proud as hell to be Democrats. We're willing to fight for the ideals of the Democratic Party. We're proud of our history. We're proud of our present. And we're proud of the future that we can create for this country. And we're not in this just to make a statement. We're in this to win. Yes. All right? And the reality is if we don't win, people who are less committed, less idealistic, less imbued with the values that make this nation really great, will run this country. We're going to take that power away from them. Yes. Now, when I say, you know, we kick them, I don't mean we do anything inappropriate. We don't do anything illegal. But we got to be tough. And we got to fight for the very things that John Lewis, Martin Luther King, Whitney Young, you know, all, all those folks gave to us. That stuff can be taken away. That's what they want to do. They want to maintain power. That was uh, former, former Attorney General Eric Holder at a... Um, campaign event in Georgia. Mm -hmm. And that's his what comments, angers me about the Democrats. Well his his comments no, sparked controversy. Well, I mean well, first you got folks no, that were upset saying that down, that type of language will not you know motivate the base. No, no, it's when gonna motivate are, us because motivate the, base the base is already PO'd. And when you have people like Hillary Clinton or, um, well, actually, Hillary Clinton, I agree with her statement, oh, yeah. was like, you know, the gloves come off. You know, you don't be civil to somebody trying to ruin your stuff. And when you have people, I understand, but this is the same stuff I heard at the formerly Jefferson Jackson dinners or so on and so forth. When you get this polite conservatism, we're past, or not conservatism, but polit uh, political uh, um, campaigning, we're past that point. We are past that. You already have a base that's chomping at the bits for November 6th. But, and that's but, on they, both sides. but they are that's flipping on both sides. that, saying that, you know, though that type of language is invoking but if, no, violence. It's, it's already there. It's already there. Gullible. Not violence. The Democrats are that gullible, then we deserve Trump. Yeah. Because people need to get fired up and go out there. And, and he, when I first heard it, uh, I think they did not play the end of it where he said we won't do anything illegal. Right. So it was cut off at the point of kicking. Nobody's. He's not talking about a physical. No, I was right. He's not. No, he said he's that. talking. Well, but, but when I first heard it, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They had cut it off. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, so well, it well. sounded like he was saying some type of violence physical or whatever. Violence, yeah. All right. So the when you hear the whole thing the and you pay attention to it, yeah, it's time it to be aggressive. Well, here's it's, here's the problem as I see it. Uh, Trump does it all day. Yes. Every His day. Base. Either through tweets right. or verbally. Lock her wait, up. Wait, wait, wait. I'm saying he does it daily with a, with a mega megaphone, right? Uh, and he keeps them charged up. We don't have a single Democrat leader that has that much notoriety and, and uh, 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 what, what do you call it? Gravitas. That can move uh, the populace on right. our side uh, without being able to do this all day, every and, day. And, and on top of that, we are asking, or, well, 
Eric and, and other candidates, potential candidates, are asking us to refrain from stuff. Don't bring up imp uh, impeachment or possible impeachment of not and just why Trump not? or not just Kavanaugh, why which not? I think. And that's they're saying because they don't want to rile up the uh, Republican base. I'm like, if it's already there, man, it's there. Right. And that's why I brought up that issue about you know the sex ed kind of thing. It's like, no, you're not making people want to do it. We already are doing it, and all, we're just waiting for the chance to go ahead and do it. Well, Joe Blow is. I mean, a lot of people are right. into activism. So you're not going to make people do what they don't want to do. We're already there at that point. So let's talk about let's talk about that impeachment uh, of not just yes. Trump, but also of Gorsuch and Kavanaugh. Let's talk about. I understand that Trump does not meet the legal definition of treason, but it's de facto treason when you are working. And that's why these news agencies, because they don't want to be sued for defamation of uh, sure. defamation, mm -hmm. and why are they're using the term collusion instead mm -hmm. of treason? Mm -hmm. Let's talk about treason. Let's and talk why, about why is that the Demo that. like you said the Democrats are not more vocal because that's one of the things Trump does. He uses the media and the and the whole um, base is very vocal because they need to grow up everything and like you said you're here they'll take a sound bite and they will play it to death just enough red meat to get their base fired up why isn't the democrats don't do the same thing well uh, what you you're hitting on what I, where i am uh, the the messaging sucks from the democratic leadership mm -hmm. it does there it needs does. to be now you you got to tailor your message to these local districts uh for congress and senate uh but there ought to be a, a, a unified message at 30,000 feet uh, that people can snatch from to play, play down on the ground. Mm -hmm. You're not getting that. Right. And so uh, a lot of that punch can be put in that 30,000-foot message. We're not getting Who the hell well, is talking? Um, Schumer, you know, he sounds like he's running for his seat. The bad part about what, what the, the Republicans are doing, it's like being in, in, a, in a fight. You, we, the, 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 the Democrats are getting punched up against, you know, against yeah. the head, beat the to right. death, yeah. and you feel defeated. As a Democrat, you feel defeated exactly. because they are just punching left and right, and we aren't, we aren't doing anything. It's like we're dead. Well, it like looks the like we're running away from our that. principles or, or what we stand for. Because I was listening to, to the ad for Spanberger yesterday, and I was like, well, is she Democrat or Republican? Yeah. Or yeah. is she yeah. Yeah. You know, running uh, away from everything that, uh, you know, that, that the Democrats are for? Yeah. And on top and, and, of that, and that's the point I'm making. And I think that's typical. That's the point I'm making. That district out of all the congressional districts in Virginia Which is, uh, was cut him. out expressly. Uh-huh. For uh, uh, Dave Brett. but you no, know, what? not Brett, but his predecessor, right. um, um, Cuccinelli. Cuccinelli. No, Cantor. Cantor. Eric Cantor. Mm -hmm. Cantor. It is right. the most yeah. Republican district. But you know what, Cantor? And, 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 and you're so and Republican. she can't go too but, far to the left. Well, but y yes, but yeah, I don't know because I think the lines have been drawn. This is why I say it the other way. You know. Um, I was walking up the street and uh, on West Broad, and I saw that uh, Plaza's Teca. Well, I'm not trying to advertise for him, but you know that Mexican restaurant on there has a Dave Bratt sign on their property. Mm. And I said, that's interesting that a Mexican restaurant's going to want to have a Republican sign up there, given their uh, you know ethnocentric stances mm -hmm. on immigration. Just want to uh, just want to throw out <laughs> Latinos. But my point is this: I think Spanberger's campaign. 
I understand that is it is how they gerrymandered that, and it's it's uh, uh, conservative. Yeah. However, my thing, the lines have been drawn at this point. You are not going to get anybody coming over that's already a Republican. So you really right. need to double down on that stuff and come out instead of saying, I'm going to work across the fence. There are no independents anymore. Well, there's some, but they are few because that independent gap has, has gone down in this whole uh, uh, time post-Trump. You have fewer independents and you have people that have made up their minds and answered that survey, well, or you have people that have made up their minds and haven't answered that survey. And, so they're and, and a, lot of, a lot of people are just, they feel defeated from the mere, from the mere fact that, and, and that's why it's real crucial that the Democrats got to come with something. But, because, she's, but she's coming because, out in a, where she's coming out with this old school playbook. Again, that's a problem. Using last her. year's playbook with, with today's game. No, you don't come out and say, "Let's." I, you know what? I'm going to reach across the aisle and da da da. No, you say, "Here is what I stand right. for." I don't care if the. I don't care if the Republicans agree. Done that from I think she right. has too. Have you seen her commercials? It's like I want to reach across the table. No, she has. No, she has. She has said that. She said she would reach, reach across the aisle to work with Republicans or Democrats. She said that in her ad. Over and At over. this point, screw yes, it. Over has. and over. That's but this, this is the she problem. Has said but that. but I, your point. I have not heard him say that at all. She, came she has said that. But I'm going, that. I'm going the other way that's around. That's the point you're making. That the but we need someone that's going to work across the aisles. We're not going to get that with Republicans. But that's the question. What do we want? We want somebody that's going to stay in one this is one what I'm party saying. This, or that, for look, all the people. That, that's why that was Problem. last year's playbook, because when we're talking about reasonable opposition or people that are reasonably minded that you disagree, then you can reach across the aisle and compromise. They have gone full white power. No, screw that. We're not compromising with them. I don't care if you vote for me with or, or not. No, we You've made we, up your decision. We're done. We can say that. Said, the independents are so small now. That I don't think is going to make that big a difference. It I agree with uh, you. Uh, that's my You've point. You've got to get out the people who support. She, what she we started need, out. What we have to have she Forget started out in her campaign. All right, y'all. Y'all got something. John says we need Oprah or The Rock. Let's let's take a break. We're going to come back and talk <laughs> for, about know, that. For this election cycle, you just don't have that anymore.
miss the show? Check out the podcast at TanyaFree.com, SoundCloud, iHeart Apple Music, and BlackTalkRadio.com. This is Tanya Free. Is your business in need of a cash infusion to help your business grow? Been told no by the banks? If you've been in business at least a year and have $10,000 in gross monthly revenue, give our friend Anthony Gibson at Fast Advanced Funding a chance to say yes based on the strength of your business, not your credit history. Give Anthony a call at 215-642-0686. That's Anthony Gibson, Fast Advanced Funding. 215-642-0686. The New Orleans Talk Network, now on your mobile device, on your computer, in your ear, and interactive. It's new, it's innovative, and it's on your mobile device. Android, iPhone, iPad, and on your computer. Take us wherever you go, because we're interactive. 504-341-TALK. That's 504-341-8255. This is Tanya Free, inviting you to check out the Tanya Free and Friends talk show, your destination for the best in social and political straight talk, here coast to coast on the AM-FM 247 radio network and the AM-FM 247 television network. Join the conversation. The Tanya Free and Friends talk show, Wednesdays. conversation. Phone lines are open right now at area code 804-321-1010 in Central Virginia at 
321-1010, Coast to Coast. Myra. Hey, Myra, how are you, friend? Hey. How you doing? I'm good. Hey, Myra. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear hey, you. Hey, Hey, how y'all doing? We All good. Right. Listen, uh, just tuned in a few moments ago uh, to hear the discussion. And it, as you know, last week when I was on the show with you, I gave you the information, especially for the 7th District, which uh, Spainberger is running, mm -hmm. and listening to the conversation, you have to understand that Spainberger is running to get the votes of the white people that live in the counties. Mm -hmm. She's not dependent on the black vote. Oh, I, I, because I, I, the I believe district you. district has so few. I told you in the 7th district, the, the, the percentage is 18.7%. The medium income for the district is seventy-three thousand mm dollars. -hmm. That means that half the people make more than seventy-three thousand, and the other half make less than seventy-three thousand. So, what she is doing as her strategy that is clear: she's not coming. Uh, she's not targeting black people as a Democrat for her vote, which a lot of other Democrats are dependent on, because the numbers doesn't support her. That's right. She's not going to she'll win it because she's going to need the black vote. Right. That's what, right. That's what okay. I was getting ready to say. And, and she's going to get the black vote because what, what is the alternative? And as I've said before, especially to my friend Marty, that what has to happen is that we don't have an organization that will hold the people that we elect accountable. Right. And that's the problem. It is. You're right. Uh, our organization not anymore not you're right able to hold Spainberg or any other bird how, how long you heard me say uh myron the that the crusade for voters ain't crusading the naacp ain't cp and the urban league ain't leaguing how long you been that's, hearing that's, me say that's that? what our problem is but, 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 but i've been saying this for the longest people ask me but i'm just reiterating I, we we had this uh similar conversation last week and for me, what I'm trying to get us as a people to start realizing is the reality and to begin to work in a different form. Right. Okay? We got to restructure. So that, we can, so that we can offset. Right. Okay. Because she's not, she's seeking to get the rural voters, which is a, I think the state, uh, the, the district, uh, if I remember, is 20, 20 some percent. Uh, because it's only 10 counties, it's not the city. It's Chesterfield, Henrico, uh, Amelia, Nottaway, Orange, Louisa, Culpepper, right. and a couple other small counties, Powhatan. So it's not a lot, you know, of, of black folks. No, your point is well made. Us. She's not talking to us. She's no, talking. She talk to she's us. Right. Well, and that's and that people are not talking to us. But like you said, they just take us for granted. Well, out there, well, that's about the best she can do if she wants right. to win. But in the city, yeah, so, in the city, it's a whole yeah, different but, story. But, but uh, what I'm saying, instead of us get, getting upset, uh, we need to start saying, okay, because we are going to vote for her, mm -hmm. otherwise Dave Brack. Well, and they, what we want is something different than what she wants, right. okay? So we have to find a way to say, okay, for those of us, the 18% of us right. black folks that live in the 7th District, Congressional District, are going to have to find a way to come together right. and, and, and bring our concern to her to say, okay, 
this is what the seventh district needs from the black community. Well, I think I think it goes back to I think it goes back to what you're saying is true, and it goes back to what Jerome, who was here last week, said. What are our issues, and we need to meet with her after she wins. And then, if our issues aren't met within a set set Mm -hmm. a time limit, aren't met within a certain uh, time frame, then she will not get our vote again, and we'll we'll seek someone else. You know, okay, let, let well, me throw one thing out there. I need to throw one thing out there. Here's the challenge I'm going to put out. Because I'm in the 7th Congressional District. That's where I vote. Well, the only, organized, the only organized black politics you got in those mm-hmm. counties mm-hmm. is the NAACP. Right. And unless those branches come together and speak with right. one unified voice, you got nothing. Well, look, look I, I need well, to throw out... Wait a minute, Myron. I need to throw out something from a younger perspective, okay? Because we got, number one, it didn't used to be the case that you got millennials. You got young people. Your your best bet used to be with older voters, right. usually retirement age. But now, this is this past election, since Trump got elected, you've seen more in the 25 to 32 age range, the millennials, come out and vote. And I think part of the problem with Democratic strategy, as I have said this before is old people thinking old ways for new times. And instead of sitting here just based on skin color, we need to get out there. We need to get out there on ideological similarity. Right. I agree. Because number one, when you don't have a lot of black folk out in Henrico and Hanover, the areas that are in uh, uh, Bratz District, it doesn't mean that just because someone's white, they don't have the same ideological similarities. Mm-hmm. They may or may not. Right. But my point is this. It, it is always statistically true or has been for the last, I think, what, 30, 40 years, that the higher the level of education, the more likely somebody is to be liberal. In other words, the more education, which means the more money you I thought it was the other way around. No, it's the more money means more education. The more education, the more likely you are to to be liberal. Up to a point. In other words, hold on, let me finish. So instead of where you know you get people that are earning more money and are white, they are generally going to be even in a gerrymandered district, more predisposed to ideological issues that you may hold similar. But uh, while, so my while thing you is make target that point, the ideological while you make that point, skin color. you've got Democratic committees out in the counties, and and some of them are more active than others. And the problem is they are not collaborative in that congressional well, that's district. Well, well, you're talking about ideological similarities. There you are. Except if that's not put in practice by collaboration, you got nothing. Well, let me let me what just a, 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 interject this to, to the young brother who, who just spoke. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, one of the biggest news stories out is the fact that there one of the major groups, hate groups, that uh, was part of Charlottesville rally is a young white group that now is trying to take over the Republican Party. That's their goal. Right. And their goal is to be able to enter politics to get these people, and they're working on college campuses, okay, to get young white voters to start declaring, okay, they call themselves identitarians or something. They don't use the word white uh, supremacy. But they are using the term that talks about that we're going to identify. And what they want to align themselves with, with Trump, is so that the immigration policy is to be able to bring more white people into this country. The well, Trump's already been so, so The Trump brothers let me have worked on that agenda. Go ahead, Myron. Let me finish, okay? So what I'm saying 
you know, especially, and I say it every time I come on the show, until we as a people, I don't care what age you are, because I'm looking at the history of this country, of all people, and there is nowhere in this history of this country where there's never been, there's always been ideological differences and always ideology uh, similarity among the races. However, as this group has come out and said, they want to ensure that white people always retain power. And that's, that's Myron, my point. Myron, that goes back Myron, to my point where it's give an us a name. Give us shift. the name of the organization again, because it's a lot of times, awesome. a lot of times we aren't we are not aware as to what's going on. Just like the Tea Party came about, and we didn't know what the Tea Party was until they started to, you know, take control from a political standpoint overall. So give us the name okay. of the organization. I, I, will, I will text it to you okay. because it's something in, in, in Ropa. Uh, um, it, it's been on the news all day. Okay, so, text, yeah. it, text it to me and also to send me the article so I can give it to the listeners as well. well, well this is, yeah. this, this okay. is why I brought up the uh, issue. Thank you, Myra. We appreciate it. And we're going to play. Thank you also, too, for sending me that Facebook um, piece where the gentleman was, was singing to the national anthem about the brothers yeah. that were... I'm going to play that, too, later on in the show. Okay. Thank right. you. You know, okay. the, the whole reason I brought up the issue of millennials is not, and he missed my point if he's just focusing on age. My thing is it is a new way to approach the same thing. And you look at a lot of millennials that are not nece necessarily just identifying as race politics. Uh, and let me just give you an example, which, you know, uh, you go to any dating site, you go to any site there, you see a lot of people identifying as gender fluid or this or polyamorous. Or da, da. The millennial generation does not have that same fixed category of things, whether it's I identify as white or I identify as black. And I think when you talk about older individuals that were in the civil rights or just post-civil rights in the 60s, 70s, 80s, that age or method of going about the same issue is done when you have clear definers as your uh, uh, Negro or Asian or white. It is a new approach to looking at ideological politics mm -hmm. as opposed to clearly defined ethnic group or phenotype, uh, phenological types. You know, I'm a woman. I'm a right. man. Because you got transgender, you got transsexual, you got polyamorous, polyamphibious. You know, right? But but you know, uh, my point is this: so w when you have somebody coming over here and saying we need to get uh, brothers and sisters together, I agree to a point. I'm not disagreeing with it, but you don't need to limit your mindset. Well, that's true. That's true. That's true. I agree with that because what what Myron just said, they are not limiting theirs. If they're on white campuses right. recruiting right. young whites exactly. to, to buy into their races. That's what I'm going to call it because that's what it or is. Or sometimes conservative blacks or conservative Asians. Well, not this look, particular group. Wait, 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 I'm going to throw that at you because, you know, look, what's coming up before the Supreme Court? Well, actually, it's a Well, you got right a point. You got well, Kanye, you so got, what you the got, heck? You got Kanye, but what's coming up before the, or will come up before the Supreme Court? Asians saying that affirmative action is discriminatory. Whites are jumping all over that yeah, stuff. I Why? Because they right. want that advance. So my point is it's not just about a set, you're this, that, or the other race. It is about your ideological preference. Let, let, let me let me offer the fact that that Harry, we got that, ten minutes, that, ten seconds. You've got big money behind this stuff, been operating for years. The Federalist Society for twenty five years has been grooming right wing conservative mm -hmm. college students. Yep. Uh, Alec, uh, the American Legislative Exchange Council, is a nonprofit 
a conservative bunch of lawyers who literally write the laws that they want Hold passed. Hold that thought. We got to go to Black Hand Talk commentary. To Our friend Scotty Reed, take a listen. Man at the crossroads At odds with an angry sky There can be no salvation There can be no rest Until all old customs Are put to the test The gods are all angry You Heal from the breeze As night slams like a hammer The Tanya Free and Friends talk show is a presentation of Freedom Marketing Incorporated. All rights reserved, views and comments expressed are not necessarily the views of the host and or this station. can't be answered You always haunted by the past The world's full of children Who grew up too fast If you don't receive the full two hours of our show today, just go to TanyaFree.com to listen live.
in North Carolina, UNC Chapel Hill graduate student Maya Little was found guilty of defacing a Confederate monument called Silent Sam that until recently stood on its perch on the UNC campus since its racist dedication ceremony in 1913. Little has never denied that she poured red paint and ink on the statue. Little in the past has pushed the UNC administrators to add a plaque at the base of the statue to give it the proper historical context and its connection to pro-Confederacy propaganda that encouraged the mistreatment of black Americans. She only took action after her request fell on deaf ears. I'm with the silent Sam, pour my blood and red ink on the statue, Little told the News and Observer last spring. Without that context of what it was built on, which is violence towards black people, it is not a historical object. It is missing its history. It is sanitized. Orange County District Court Judge Samantha Cave found Little guilty of a misdemeanor charge, but the judge did not hand down a sentence or punishment. Little's attorney Scott Holmes argued that Silent Sam is a form of hate speech and that Little's actions fell under the law of necessity. While U.S. citizens and cities across the United States worked to remove the pro-slavery symbols of white supremacy, President Trump's administration has been spending millions since 2017 to provide security for monuments to the enemies of the United States. For a man who says he only likes winners, Trump has gone out of his way to celebrate the losers of the Confederacy and their cause. Trump, the son of immigrants, has no family history connected to the American Civil War and is politicizing the issue as he continues to traffic in white identity extremism as a way to retain support from what many deem to be a racist base of Confederate sympathizing voters. This has been Scotty Reed of BTR News reporting. Support independent media today by giving a tax-deductible donation to the Black Talk Media Project, which has been providing public digital media since 2008. Are you searching for the best in online black radio? Then go to blacktalkradionetwork.com, helping you filter through the noise. Real talk. Black Talk. Tune into Just Jazz on Saturday nights from 9 until 11 p.m. right here on Tanya Free and Friends Radio Network. Join me, Ty Bailey, as I showcase the best in jazz, current releases, reissues, and selections from past great recordings. It's all right here on Tanya Free and Friends Radio Network at tanyafree.com. Just Jazz is also streamed 24 hours a day at tybailey.com. Have you checked out Tanya Free TV on Ustream? Watch our radio broadcast live and catch up on past video podcasts. Download the app or go to Ustream.tv to follow Tanya Free and Friends. Stay in touch with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram or text the word Tanya to 63975. Join the conversation. Tanya Free and Friends. On air, online, on point.
Join the conversation. Phone lines are open right now at area code 804-321-1010 in Central Virginia and 844-321-1010 coast to coast. Longtime listener sent me um, a comment as to why we must, we have to get out and vote. And I think it was very good. Thank you, longtime listeners, for, listener, for doing the, the research and sending the comment. Let me read it. While we focus on Kavanaugh and Trump's latest insult as of October 11, 2018, the United States Senate has confirmed 84 Article Three judges nominated by yes. President Trump. Yep. Can you all hear me? Do I have my mic on? Oh, here we did. So, I thought I couldn't hear myself. Yeah. Well, you talk to yourself all the time, don't you? <laughs> okay, what are you trying to say? <laughs> let, let me say this again. I'm sorry I didn't have my mic on before. Longtime listener sent us a comment. I want to say thank you, longtime listener, for sending the comment and doing the research and this information. And this is a key reason why we need to go out and vote. We must, we must, we must show up and show out. He said, while we focus on Kavanaugh and Trump's latest insult as of October 11th, 2018, the United States Senate has confirmed 84 Article Three judges nominated by President Trump, including two associate justices of the Supreme Court of the United States, 29 judges for the United States Court of Appeals, 53 judges for the United States District Court. Two, um, there are currently 57 nominations mm -hmm. to Article Three courts awaiting Senate action, mm -hmm. including seven for the courts of appeals. 48 for the district courts and two for the Court of International Trade. Right. There are currently three vacancies on the U.S. Court of Appeals, 108 vacancies on the U.S. District Courts, two vacancies on the U.S. Court of International Trade, and 22 announced federal judicial vacancies that will occur before the end of Trump's first term um, for the Courts of Appeals and 19 for the district courts. This man is placing right-wing judges in courts. How will this affect the already unfair justice system for people of color? Well, I can already answer this question. We have to vote thing. and flip the House well, and Senate. Thing. It yeah. looks like well, we're going to get the well, House, well, but we need to flip right. the Senate, too. And that North Dakota yeah. um, mm -hmm. state where they are um, prohibiting mm -hmm. Native Americans right. from being able to vote because they, don't, they do not have a street address right. is, one, is one of the reasons why... That is key because if, um, what is her name, Heidi? Heidenkamp. Heidenkamp is reelected. That yeah. is possibly a chance we can get the, uh, look, the, I'm, I'm the put this, Senate. I want to put this. I want to put this in perspective. Well, don't, don't this, say that. This, this, let's be positive. No, this, this, let's be positive. This is important here. And uh, so what you just let read, me say this. Let me thank Longtime Minister once again. And this is very key. And this is this, this is, is very. This key. is what I brought up with uh, you, you know our co-panelists here. I, I said you know this is what the Republicans know. They know they are going right. to lose the exactly. legislative branch. They know they are going to lose most likely going to lose uh, the executive branch. So what they're trying to do is shore up the judiciary branch so that when you have what will most likely because we only need twenty four net seat pickups mm -hmm. two in the Senate and twenty two well strike that twenty six so two in the Senate and twenty four in the House. Uh, net pickups to turn Congress entirely, Senate and uh, the House. 
what that does is stops them from putting in all these right-wing judges. So right. what they're trying to do is once they know they're going to lose the legislative branch and you start having progressive legislation come out, they want these judges to define, limit, or eliminate the scope of the legislation coming out. So that's why this is a huge issue to try and get the Republicans out because they are appointing these judges to cover their backside while they retreat. In other words, they're tearing up the railroad tracks. While they retreat, right. they're tearing up the railroad tracks until they can try and come back in 20, uh, 2028 or 2032. And it doesn't stop at appointment of judges. It's also accumulating wealth. That tax, uh, uh, so-called tax scam, scam. Uh, uh, that was passed this year, mm -hmm. uh, uh, they're all predicating their actions around the fact that white people are going to be a minority come 2030, 2035. They know this. And they expect to be a minority, but they will retain the power. Right. Because so the, the money, the courts, mm -hmm. Uh, uh, give them the power. And what they're doing is they're raiding well, the public treasuries yes. and reallocating that wealth to private yes. sector. And let, and let me say and this. the thing is, it, it doesn't, it's not like it goes to private sector, it goes to a corporation and then it trickles down. The economist for Reagan said that was nonsense too. Sure. What it does is it stays in his retained by the down. corporation yeah. think, think and goes to the wealthy that own share or interest. Like you said, and especially when they get to reintroduce things like stop and frisk. That's key. That is absolutely key. I'd ask them to frisk me anytime. That's, <laughs> more, that, that's more of a reason to incarcerate our people right. through pretext. We and get arrested through pretext. However way they can do it and get you staying to hold you back. And, 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 and one of the biggest industries I, is the I am, yes. for the, I am offended from the standpoint that I, if I go out here and you can have an officer that just wants to stop and frisk me just because and, and of the color me, of my let, skin. Let, let, can, can I separate things? Uh, you know, I go think ahead. Uh, Marty and I were on the same page during the break, but we had different terminology. I was going more for, for the legal terminology, and he was going more for the common sense, uh, common man uh, terminology. Just to be clear, articulable suspicion has always been a predicate to arriving at probable cause from a legalistic standpoint. And what I mean by articulable suspicion is whether or not an arresting officer can point to objective facts to go ahead and secure probable cause. Okay, when we're talking about the average layperson's definition of suspicion, it means just because, without anything other than could be social bias or maybe objective factors. And the problem is that a lot of these police are now, uh, or, or what the GOP is actually advocating that police do, is just... If you see a black person, and you, you know, go ahead and make that phone call, Barbecue Becky or par Permit Patty, you, you know, and that's the sort of suspicion that they're kind of leaning on as opposed to actionable suspicion. Well, I know in my district when I was on council, the near West End, um, the precinct was right there, at, as is right there on Meadow Street, and, and uh, they were doing a stop and frisk all day, every day. Mm -hmm people walking back and forth. I said, but I've never seen you, and I'm talking to these two white police officers, one male and female. Uh, I've never seen you stop any of the white folks mm -hmm. that are walking or riding their bikes. And some of them mm -hmm. that are moving in the district, they got their hair braided, they, they've got tattoos all up and down the, uh, um, the, their bodies. Um, uh, clearly weird by anybody as, uh, anybody's definition but you never stop them. And the fool says, well, we stop them because they look like drug dealers. Mm. Mm. And I'm going, well, 
what does a drug dealer look, look like? like? Right. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, I mean, that impression is there, and, and it's know, baked I, in. I, I it's, think the other baked issue in too, bias. The other right. issue too is when you know I've had cases where, uh, of course, the first thing you always look at is whether or not there's a valid stop, especially if they're felonies, especially drug cases. And what the Supreme Court has said, as long as uh, you can come up with objective factors, and I'm not new to the game, and I know that there are a lot of police officers that go ahead and phrase things in a way to where they've already made up a subjective determination that this individual is a, is a drug dealer, criminal, so yeah. on. So, but if they can find an objective basis, the Supreme Court has said it does not matter what the subjective intent of the officer is. And so that's sort of where the GOP judges that they've appointed and all of right. that, whether it's women's rights, and that can only get rights. worse. And that's right. what we're looking exactly. at. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's sort of where I, I understand it. I just wanted to, to say earlier what I did. From well, let's leave that alone. Let's talk about right like now. That's what they're trying Stop to do. Stop and frisk right now is coming back with a rage, it appears. Uh, and and until we fight back. Well, right. I, I think what it is is actually giving them a pass. Because we are seeing where, you know, our, um, you know, sons, black sons and, um, and, and the daughters are being shot. Now, you can just say, okay, I'm, I'm, it, it makes it more legal that, okay, I can just stop you just because you look like a As long as dealer. I can phrase it in an objective sense. Right. right. See, that's, a, that's what they're doing. Yeah. And so who to me is that the gives ultimate them a pass. head of that? The judge. The justice, I'm talking about the Justice Department. Oh yeah, right. The Justice Department is going to is going to filter down through it. You got Jefferson Beauregard right at the top, right? right? And he's encouraging, he's encouraging even more so now to save someone, his job. If you're looking at someone and they fit a certain profile, uh -huh. particularly if they happen to be driving a nice car, well, it's not you then know, you or, stop or because you're wearing a hoodie. Circle your wagons, uh, boys and girls. I mean, that's what I'm saying. At this point, circle so your wagons. Yeah. They're coming from all yeah, sides. It's, it's, I'm it's, telling it's you, beyond, and we got to wake up and recognize it's, it's that we've got to be creative in how civility. we defend against this stuff. It's beyond civility. It is now. We are have been in, and whether or not people realize that, full activism mode. I'm yes. talking about if there is an employer that you know has voted for, uh, for Trump, or da, 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 then you go to a different business. You know, if you know that this person, no, I mean, it, you hit them in the pocket, and that is where we're going to hit them. And I keep saying this again and again, and people don't understand this. Organize, and if this is this was a bus cot in uh, bus boycott in '66, it's the same thing now in 2018. Right. They're not going to listen to you until you start affecting their bottom line. But our own people are Instead of going to that contractor that you know looks like maybe look like rednecks or not, maybe Trump supported Trump 2020. No, you go to a minority. You can't business. put all this you know, on white people, man. I'm telling I'm you. Not, wait, wait, not, wait, no, wait, wait, wait. I'm not putting it all, but the good majority. Because I'm going to tell you, look at those prep rallies he had. Many of these. Cities have black police chiefs, and they're operating with protocols set up by white folk prior to them showing up. Uh, there's a culture is what we're up against uh, in these police departments. We talked about uh, uh, use of deadly force versus use of necessary force. Uh, they don't want to hear use of necessary force. And in fact, while you've got police associations in these cities, back here, the real culprit is the fraternal order of police who condones everything these police officers do right or wrong. 
And so while they might be trying to reform in your well, faith with the police it goes department, back to it's fraternal order police who national you, who and Who you have in charge of the police department and the organization. Well, That's like you have, they said that these you know, white judges, the same thing with law enforcement. And then, and then you go on top of that, you're giving them a pass with stop and frisk. Let me ask you something, Tim. Stop and frisk was considered unconstitutional in New York, was it? Um, yes and no. Okay. This is what I have to say, yes and no. Um, because, number one, again, as I've said, it's always articulable suspicion whether or not it ripens into probable cause to make an arrest or seizure. Okay, that's your general outline. The issue is then how they perform or what factors they get to make sure they have probable cause. So that's why you have, in some cases, there may be an illegal stop or an illegal search. Mm -hmm. But the general thing is, as long as there are objective factors, articulable suspicion that point to probable cause. What okay. we're talking about here I'm gonna is that we got to take a break. I'm going to want you to explain that a little go, bit further, okay? Today's jazz break is Red Baron by David Garfield, sponsored by Hong Kong Taylor's Richmond VA. Check them out. Where is my...
Sunshine, you're free. Fall is here and the holidays are around the corner. Hong Kong Custom Tailors, 1839 West Broad, is your one-stop shop for fashion. Custom ready to measure suits, custom monogram shirts, pants, sport coats, overcoats, designer shoes, headwear, women's fashions, expert alterations, and more. First-time shoppers will get a discount just by saying Tanya Free sent you. Hong Kong Custom Tailors, 1839 West Broad, 804-359-5441. Tanya Free and Friends would like to welcome Waterfall Salon and Massage Med Spa as one of our newest sponsors with two locations in Richmond, Virginia. Give them a call at 804-644-4002 or visit them on the web at waterfallsalonandmassagemedspa.com. Sponsorship and advertising for the Tanya Free and Friends talk show and the Tanya Free and Friends radio network is provided by Freedom Marketing Incorporated. 844-321-1010 or email us at info at com for more information. This is Tanya Free. TanyaFree.com is your destination for the best in social and political straight talk, breaking news, commentary, podcasts, music, and more. Stay in the know. Visit TanyaFree.com today. Conversation. Phone lines are open right now at area code 804-321-1010 in Central Virginia and 844-321-1010 coast to coast. And these are two friends of mine and Kanye has been a friend of mine for a long time. I think it's the bravery that helps you beat this game called life. You know, they tried to scare me 
to not wear this hat. My own friends, but this hat, it gives me, it gives me power in a way. You know, my dad and my mom separated, so I didn't have a lot of male energy in my home. And also, uh, I'm married to a family that, um, you know, <laughs> not a lot of male energy going on. It's beautiful though, but there's smart cookie, smart. You know, it's something about, you know, I love Hillary, I love everyone, right? But the campaign, I'm with her, just didn't make me feel as a guy that didn't get to see my dad all the time, like a guy that could play catch with his son. It was something about when I put this hat on, it made me feel like Superman. You made a Superman, that was, that's my favorite superhero. And you made a Superman cake for me also as a guy that looks up to you, looks up to Ralph Lauren, looks up to American industry guys, non-political. That was pretty impressive. <laughs> you know, I hate to say this, Jim, do you want to say something? <laughs> what do you do after that? love this guy right here. Let me give this guy a hug right here. I love this guy right here. That's really nice. Yeah. Come here. Yeah. That's really nice. I'm just speechless. Well, first I'm of all, let's, let us not make fun of the mentally ill. I'm going to pray for him. I'm going to pray for him. My thing is this, is not only is he mentally ill, but he's just so ignorant and just socially uh, inept and trying to cast that like he has some brave enlightenment when he's not understanding that there are racial issues social issues that you know when you're rich and you get as much money as Kanye which I don't know why because it's not like he's got any musical skill period his stuff was crap from day one but then to get out there as a what was a role model but uh, looking like a sellout Uncle Tom you know hitting up somebody that necessarily does not have black interest or minority interest is if you are not a heterosexual Christian white male Okay, Trump does not have your back, and to get up there, and then you got a, an album coming out, and then you want people that are, are your base in terms of used to buy your your record to try and buy your record. That's not going to happen. That that to me wouldn't happen. encourage me to buy any many of his stuff. I, I don't know stuff. what what base he was catering to. If you're talking about you know selling his music. A little super Negro running around. Well, it's a little, it's quite, a bit of, <laughs> quite a bit of rambling. Remember, um, I don't remember the exact comments. When he said that George was it George Bush, George W was a racist. Don't like black George people. Bush doesn't like yeah. black people. That was after Katrina. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then what he did? What was that? Bush said Kanye doesn't like black people. He said it like last weekend. <laughs> okay, no, he didn't. He made that up. That he made that up. But, but um, I just feel for him. But by the grace of God, go I. He's mentally sick. Yeah. And we need to accept Perhaps. that. Perhaps. We, we don't know for sure. We, we just sure. Well, it's a, we do know he has bipolar disorder. That Listen, was publicized. He's so been that's, diagnosed, that's, yeah. and that diagnosis has been made public. And he has said it himself, mm -hmm. right? So yep. that's public. Um, uh, it, it is for us that when, what, what Maya Angelou said, when people tell you who they are believe the first them. time, believe, believe them. them, right? So he's mentally ill. Mm -hmm. But well, why was Jim uh, Brown there? But he does there? damage, well, and why we was need Jim to Brown there? I, I think he kind of uh, 
put the money up, and he has the organization and helped arrange the meeting. Really? Um, yeah. Jim okay. Brown? I don't know why he was there. Okay. Um, well, he shouldn't have been there because he really just tarnished his work in the 70s. Exactly. Uh, in the late 60s in terms of civil rights and, and being a first and pioneer in a lot of things, not exactly. just sports. But to go ahead and put up some, and I think, uh, I, I think the full extent of Kanye's mental health has not been disclosed. I do think he has, which is a public record, bipolar disorder. But I, I think he has schizophrenia. I think he has other things. I'm not a medical doctor, but I have worked with people that do have more significant issues. And what I saw in that uh, interview about not just the rambling, the disjunct, the disconnect, the things that made it really, it made it awkward for people who can form and formulate uh, logical and coherent thoughts made it awkward for us is what I have seen people with uh, schizo, uh, schizophrenia um, uh, disorders um, suffer from. So yes. my thing is he's, he's seriously mentally ill, whatever the specific diagnosis yeah. is. Yes. It was problem. painful to watch. It really was. It yeah. was very, very painful um, to watch. It really, really was. Um, Tim, um, before we went to break, you were talking about stop and frisk and as to what justifies it. Um, well, this is this is bottom line what the Supreme Court says. If there is a, an objective set of factors that can um, that point to an articulable suspicion to seize or search a property, okay, then that is fine. Uh, the Supreme Court has said it does not matter what the subjective intent of the officers is, so long as there is an objective list of factors. The problem that we were saying earlier is that. The Supreme Court has allowed police to couch subjective terms, in other words, why I want to stop you, into something objective, as long as they can point to something objective. In other words, an officer can sit there and say, there's some shady-ass Negroes here. Let me pull them over and find an objective factor after the fact. You know, that they were in a high-crime area. That's a huge one. Wow. Or that there was, um, that there was a two car failure. Two together. Yeah. Three together. Oh, exactly. they must be. Again. So you can just be sitting on your front porch and they can decide, well, we need to search you. Well, let me give you a more uh, close example because I just got pulled over for um, a, um, what was it? Was um, This was a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, actually, <clears throat> when um, right near the 4th Precinct, which is on uh, Chamberlain. And I got pulled over for um, uh, inspection sticker, uh, past due inspection sticker, um, which is, you know, a $25 fine plus court cost. And it was in that area where that BP is on Brooklyn uh, Park, Park yeah, I know you're talking about. and mm -hmm. Chamberlain. Right. And they have issues with people, prostitutes and drug dealers mm -hmm. there all the yeah, time. Yeah, because the hotel so, or something. Exactly. Right. And so mm -hmm. what they were doing is setting up a sting. They were setting up a sting. And what was so interesting about that is what, uh, you know, people understand need to understand how the courts have undercut their rights. I had an officer, I saw it was weird. I was driving up here, and there was an officer that was talking into on foot out on the corner next to that guy trying to sell stuff on the corner all the time. Calls into his walkie talkie. I didn't know what he was saying, but I needed gas and uh, some other stuff. So I go in there, and I knew I had, uh, you know, my inspection stickers expired. Right. So I go in there, <clears throat> and uh, I spend maybe two minutes, two, three minutes at most in the store, and then I see this uh, police officer in a patrol car, then pull up behind my car. I'm like, what the hell? And I said, you know, hopefully that's not from my inspection sticker. Right. So I get into my car, and they were right behind my vehicle. And, it, you know, I said, you know what? Negative, something tells me. Something tells me. So as soon as, because I waited in the car for about maybe 15 seconds, 20 seconds, and they didn't move. I didn't move. And it was like the stare down where I'm staring them in the rear view, and they're staring my car, you know, and I'm like, well, my tags are still good, and my car's jacked up, and I have this truck, so they can't see from the back. 
So anyways, I, let me put my key in and let me start it. So I start my car off and they put their lights on as soon as I went ahead and pulled off and I pulled around to the next pump, didn't even leave the property. Well, when I ask this question, why, 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 did, they, why did they not approach well, you while you were in the service station? This is where I'm getting back, uh, you know, sort of a long story to his issue with articulable suspicion, probable cause, is so the person pulls me over, you know, the patrol officer pulls me over. She came out there, hadn't seen her before, and the first thing is she stay in the car. I said, oh, hell no, I've seen this happen before. So I went ahead and, and turned the ignition off, took my keys out, put them on the hood of the car, uh, distanced myself from the vehicle in a non-aggressive fashion because I have seen people <laughs> shot for oh, this yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah, no question. So after about, you know, a couple of minutes, I went up to her and I said, you know, what, what was the basis for the stop? And, and she said, your um, inspection sticker. I said, that's interesting. There's no way you could have seen it right. the way you came in. How did exactly. you see that? I put two and two together. It was that officer on the corner that called in mm. my inspection sticker to a vehicle. He could that, actually was close enough to see it from there, from where he was? This is what he was this, on the street he could it, see it So he right. called it in to another officer yes. who then made the arrest. This goes to the point right. that I'm, you need to understand this because actually Virginia just went ahead and affirmed this. Um, two years ago, it was 2016, I remember thinking this is a big blow to people's rights. As long as one officer has probable cause, then all of them oh, do. Have, okay. Mm. Wow. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Even though that officer that she pulled me over had no idea about anything, but because that one on the corner did. And see, now this is all of these things that they're going, not just articulable suspicion and, and coming up in couching terms or subjective terms mm -hmm. and objective phrases, but now... That second officer technically had no probable cause to do anything because she didn't know a darn thing other than what she heard from another And officer. so they couldn't approach you until you actually was moved, the vehicle was moving. That's what that was? Well, she could have approached me earlier. That's what I'm saying. Like, Why didn't they approach you while you were in she the didn't. service in an area? The first guy, he was on foot. That, right. He why why didn't he? There was that's a what time. We, you there know why? Because they were looking for drugs. That's the whole bottom line is they were waiting for me to pull off and move the vehicle to do a traffic stop on that. Right. Because technically, I wasn't on a highway. I was in on the property okay. of BMP. You, were right. you see okay. what I'm saying? Okay, I got you. So I wasn't on a highway or street that is under Virginia's control. Right. I was on private property. Well, mm -hmm. well, you're the lawyer. Couldn't you contest that? I did. Wait. Dismissed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> because had they waited until you got on the public street, right. they had you. Exactly. Well, they no, did. They did. No, they did no, wait until he, he pulled off. On private, no, he didn't. Well, I was on private station. property. Oh, you did? I thought you said you had moved. moved. At the to first time, I was, on, I was on Brooklyn Park, right? And I think okay. that's when, when the, the initial saw. officer, but then I pulled in I got the gas you. station, okay. so I was on private property. So they flagged me down, and unfortunately, my car insurance had lapsed. Do, not due to non-payment. It was an issue sorted out. So we go to general district court, and uh, both charges, uh, failure to maintain uh, insurance and the um, inspection, those were dismissed. But they are fishing, and now they are using increased empowers given them by the GOP and conservatives to do stuff like that. Wow. Yeah. But mm. people don't know that. They're, That's the mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. Until a situation come up. They and they have all these, all these different, you know, <coughs> loopholes and stuff. That's the thing. That's why I was saying we need you to form some sort of legal group or something. We need to get that together because, because you've got huge cases. You've got, look, here's another one coming up. Gamble v. United States is on the Supreme Court dockets. Here, here's why it's in, I'll give you a quick summary. Quick issue is guys in Alabama, he's driving along, boom, he's got some drugs in the car, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, he goes ahead and gets pulled over by state troopers. Um, but because of the nature of the crimes, federal um, law enforcement also pressed federal charges. So he's now facing state and federal charges. The question up before the Supreme Court docket is whether or not 
dual sovereignty. In other words, it was it's, it's a double, uh, because he claims, hey, I was already hit up by the state, the federal boys can't hit me up too. Okay, so that he's looking at double jeopardy issues. So the question before the Supreme Court is now, can somebody be charged with federal and state crimes for the exact same offense without it violating double jeopardy based on the dual sovereignty doctrine? Right. In other words, they're two sovereigns. That's up before the Supreme Court. Wow. With Gorsuch and Kavanaugh, if they overrule the, the, the dual sovereignty, then guess what happens? Here's the big thing. It's if both jurisdictions cannot hit you up for the same offense, mm -hmm. what does that mean? Somebody with pardon power may be able to pardon you mm -hmm. regardless of oh, whether state they, and federal right. charges, which in the Mueller, I guarantee you, they have them on state and federal charges for the cooperating witnesses against Trump. So the issue is now, is his pardon power just limited to federal charges, or can it also extend to state right. charges? Right, okay, wow. And these people don't understand that yes. this is how heavy it is, man. Yes. So, Huge. That's wow. powerful. That's powerful. It is. Yeah. It is very much so. And a lot of times, like I said, these things, you know, get put in place, and we are not aware of them until we are faced with something like that. Because I mean, we are not a we. Now, he's a legal trained young man. Yeah, he's an attorney. That I bet you rarely out. have these kinds of conversations with other lawyers. Well, that's what we're trying to get but, him to start something. Well, you know, but, I mean, here's the thing. I'm I, saying I with other lawyers. Like, like I think in, in, in the appropriate, quote-unquote, appropriate circumstance, I think the divisiveness is hit up so much because you do have conservative lawyers. You do have uh, liberal lawyers. You do have people. The, and nobody wants to talk about that stuff because you don't want to sully your relationships with people you're going to have to see. Yeah, you know, but I, so I think cool. if, if so you, you were to educate that, us you know, as to what the law is, look, that's, that's what we're trying hey, to do. You don't have to talk to other lawyers if that's the case. You no. can talk to us. Yeah, I'm talk saying, to me, really. Black folk talk about everything that does not count. Exactly. Oh, that's the problem. Okay. And we have to do a better job sharing information. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be right back. You know, another one. You may shoot me with your words. You may cut me with your eyes. You may kill me with your hatefulness. But still, like life, I'll rise. I refuse to accept the view that mankind is so tragically bound to the starless midnight of racism and war. That the bright daybreak of peace and brotherhood can never become a reality. Change will not come if we wait for some other person or if we wait for some other time. We are the ones we've been waiting for.
gotta keep you friend Memories give me the strength I need to proceed Strength I need to believe My thoughts big I just can't define Wish I could turn back the hands of time Us in the six Shop for new clothes and kicks You and me taking flicks Making hits Stages they receive you on Still can't believe you're gone Give anything to hear half your breath I know you're still living your life if you suffer from chronic pain and stress, then getting regular medical massage is essential. Medical massage practitioner Nasser Staples has over 20 years of experience. Waterfall Salon and Massage Med Spa is the only place to treat migraines, arthritis, sciatica, or neck and shoulder pain. They offer a variety of services with convenient locations on both sides of the river. Mention this ad and you get 10% off your first. Visit them on the web and Facebook. Call 804-644-4002. Waterfall Salon and Massage Med Spa. The Tanya Free and Friends Talk Show is sponsored in part by Furniture at the Venus. Hi, I'm Chocolate Chip, and your home is the place that says the most about who you are. Furniture at the Venus has a huge selection of styles that make a statement. Visit our showroom at 1420 Hall Street, Suite A, and check out our full line of dining room sets, living rooms, and bedroom sets, and more. Be sure to ask about our weekly Tanya Free and Friends specials on everything in the store, including king and queen mattresses, sets to fit any budget, with new arrivals daily, let Charles and Nancy Shaw show you their complete line of home furnishings and accessories. Give them a call at 804-232-3500. That's 804-232-3500. That's Furniture at the Venus, 1420 Hall Street, in the heart of Southside Richmond. Phone lines are open right now at area code 804-321-1010 in Central Virginia and 844-321-1010 coast to coast. Can you 
see how my country treats me just because I am black they can shoot us in the back then they lie and they say we try to run away when Kaepernick wouldn't stand it was confusion in the land so it happens again Terrence Crutcher couldn't win he had his hands in the air but the white officer did not care oh Trayvon Hey, that's the only national anthem I will stand for. Black Lives Matter. I got a shout out to Myron who sent me that on my Facebook page. And I believe the gentleman that was singing, I think his name is Lawrence Jackson, if I'm not mistaken. And if you want to go um, and look at it on my Facebook page. But I really like that because it says a whole lot. We, we fight about the national anthem, but everything he's saying is very true. Very, very true. You know, as to why Kaepernick actually kneel. And that's the real issue. And well, not this yeah, flag I, I, thing. I don't know who's fighting over that stuff. I mean, I think that was more of a fostered or foistered uh, kind of argument because I, I've always noticed this. And it's not just about, you know, the, the flag per se. But whenever you engage conservatives uh, in some sort of argument, whether it's health care or whether it's, they always pivot to, well, are they a patriot? I mean, it's like, what does that have to do with the exactly. underlying issue? It's always about it's patriotism. It's well, a deflection. Well, That's well, all that, that is. It's I'm just like, a talking point, and it's just a uh, deflection. That, that from the was real issue. the case. That's but, all it is. That was the case, except here you've got Trump disbelieving his national security uh, community about what Russia did with the election. And, and Saudi Arabia. And with, now with, Saudi <laughs> Arabia. And that they're, they're right and our people are wrong. Well, he's got and his so own interests. How non-patriotic can you be mm -hmm. to coming support from a the president of the United <laughs> States? But it's okay for them as long as they can get their judges, mm -hmm. right? Their judges. Right. Well, you know, the thing is, it's okay that um, Trump is, in my opinion, um, a traitor. Okay, I understand he does not meet the legal definition of a traitor, but you know. Oh, facto, I'm not so sure. He is a he's a de facto traitor, and it, the problem is, as long as they get somebody pushing this really Anglo-centric nationalism, they do not care about right. country. But then, when they think that someone else is talking against their country, then they care. That whole fight, <laughs> that whole fight for Kavanaugh, boiled down to a simple fight over the primacy of white males. White males. It's a primacy of white I'll, I'll males. Put this, I'll put this out there, too, to because, you know what? To retain that if, primacy. If you, if you were watching CNN, and, and I've kind of, 
and I, like I said, I disagree with Trump about 97% of the time, but I do think it's a scary uh, time for males, uh, in particular minority males, especially with Me Too, because it's not just about, you do have this subvert um, of a uh, subset of, of Me Too that is emboldening um, people who happen to be women to take certain stances. That's why you've seen some of these white females go after black males. I have a problem with some of that issue. I'm not saying that Me Too does not have legitimate points. It certainly does. I don't want to get caught up in but, Me Too. I didn't bring but, but, that up but, for well, that reason. Well, well, I didn't say it with you. I'm did. saying I'm bringing it up. our My politics point has gotten stood and, on and this its is, head this is in my, pursuit right. A white I'm not saying male what I'm suggesting hierarchy. is that the issue is power, control, and dominion. Right. And you have a lot of groups jockeying around, and some of that issue, uh, certainly when you get caught up into certain movements, you've seen some of this stuff um, happen in, in some of the most twisted ways. And, and some of that we saw on the in Brooklyn, where a white female says this nine-year-old touched her rear end. That right. didn't occur. That was Bro- a, that, he yeah, broke exactly. her. That's what she, that's and, what and, she and, said. Exactly. But the problem is... to be not true yeah, and, when they watch the and, video. And the problem is, is that people are trying to break down all of these jockeying for control into this or that category, and we're not talking... Let's talk about it. Let's have a talk about overlapping issues well, of control, power, and dominion. Let me say this, Tim. Because I what think if we're that beyond woman, talking. What, the Democrats want to talk. Oh, yeah, But yeah. the other side is action. They're putting things in place. Let me, let me share this. What um, Myron just sent me, the name of the organization he was talking about, where you have the white um, supremacy group going on these campuses and actually recruiting younger, um, you know, whatever you want to call them, uh, members to their to their cult, that's what I call it, a cult. And he said it's called, um, I can't even pronounce this, Identit- I mean, let me spell it, I-D-E-N-T-I-T-A-R-I-N-S. I cannot pronounce that without screwing it up. Identitarians, how would you pronounce that? Right However here? you pronounce it, it's they're trying to soften racism up that's to make exactly it sound right. attractive. Ident- uh, yeah, you, you said know. the same thing, Identitarians. <laughs> let me spell it one more time, uh, if I can find it, hold on. I don't want to know if you want to give them that much play on here. I mean... Well, no, no. So we, no. What I want our listeners to do is go and read about it. That's what the thing. A lot of times, things are happening, and we don't know who the players are because we had no knowledge. I'll tell you who the players are. GOP. Well, if you got a new, if you have a new (laughs) white supremacy group, and they are not identifying themselves at white supremacy group. Mm -hmm. Or, um, they don't. But here's the thing: right who, who, who is advocating? I, I think you can almost. We need to know that. But I think you can. That's all, what I'm saying. You can, no, I agree. I mean, but I think you can make this assumption. But you can make this assumption. We have gone so far so off the rails. The right uh, side of the fence has gone so far off the rails that if the GOP endorses them, you can make an educated inference or guess that it is probably a, a white racist group. Well, the fact, I hate to the say fact that, remains. The fact know. remains. That most of this stuff is being financed by the uber rich in this country, who who are uh, the custodians of power for white men in this country. Uh, uh, so whether how do we address it's, whether that? It's the That's Cokes the question. Or Edelman or whomever it is, the Koch brothers literally own a part of George Mason University. They control their political science department. And their school of political science. Okay, well, let me uh, ask this question. A lot of uh, we, we hear the name Koch brothers all the time come up, and that's that's another thing. We Falwell don't know. We don't know. We don't know, we don't know what their business consists of. All I know is the name, but I cannot tie them to anything. I, I, 
I haven't done any research. Oh, I'm telling you now. Okay, okay. That, you said George Mason University. George Mason University. Okay, what else from a business? What else do they do? They far invest as, millions they of dollars in that university. What type of business do they have? That's what I'm trying to get to. So that when we know what type of business they have, like you were saying earlier, mm -hmm. Tim, don't, let's not support it. Mm -hmm. They well, got so, rich off of oil and energy. Uh, but oil, they make energy, they make a whole lobbying. bunch of stuff. They've got their Toilet fingers paper, in so paper, many paper towels. Okay, uh, we, need, we need to find the names of what these people are tied to so that we should not be supporting these it, it, businesses. I, I totally agree, uh, and, and which goes to my point. As we become a we, we need to well, start strategizing. Well, when are we going to become a we? Okay, I'm, I'm tired of trying to say we are coming well, it's we because, because because we just like I read we got all these you know um, right wing judges that are in place they are putting things in place and recruiting and everything while we try to become a we that's what I'm saying and I'm saying and this will and this there will, is an awakening going on in this town we've got five black business organizations claiming to to advocate for more black business well none of them were effective alone. And we have organized them as of the middle of September uh, under an umbrella group where we're now strategizing and working strategies on power decision makings, makers in this city. We invited them to a dinner. We invited 60 people. 47 showed up. Seven city uh, nine members of council were invited. Seven showed up. We're drafting and going to finalize tonight. Uh, um, a proposal that we want them to sign off on. Right. Okay. Not only elected officials, but also the head of the housing authority, uh, the chief administrative officer, the mayor, and city council members, that you're going to join in partnership with us to include black business in the economic mainstream of this city. Okay. So let, let me say this. Um, Someone sent us a list. Thank you, Sterling. Uh, the Koch brothers, uh, right. Dixie Cups, Bronny Towels, Northern Tissue, those are all products Correct. of the, whatever, the Koch Brothers oh, yeah. organization. Paper products. Coke, Coke yes, Industries, right, okay, Coke Industries, products, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. And these are the things we need to be knowledgeable about because we're spending our money on stuff and, and, it, and it's working against us. I mean, they, they turn right, right around and put things in place that harms us. Well, I've been saying all along, we, we, we're under wholesale attack by the right wing in, in America. Black folk are under wholesale attack. And that's because a, every of a lack front. of on every knowledge. Front. That's because of a lack of knowledge. And well, we gotta go, we're out of time. As always, I thank God and my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for allowing us the opportunity to speak and hopefully hear it. Thanks to our listening friends. Blessings to each and every one of you. Of course, thanks to Sherrod, Tim, Marty, Marcus, Laura Sterling, and Mr. Free. I'm Tiny Free. Until next time, be free. Remember to live life with a purpose.
Free and Friends Talk Show is a presentation of Freedom Marketing Incorporated. All rights reserved, views and comments expressed are not necessarily the views of the host and or this station.